Welcome to another life-changing message. I thank God just for what he's doing in this season, for the house, how we've been moving into glory, into glory, into glory, higher heights. And I'm so excited. I'm, I count it a privilege to even be standing here. There's a lot of pastors that don't necessarily allow their wives to minister. <laughs> so this is a privilege that he trusts me, right? That's, that's good that he, he trusts me with, um, with you guys. Um, so I will be talking a little bit about purpose. So somebody just say quickly, hello, future. future. My name name. is purpose. So before we know, before the foundations of the world that God had us in mind, and I want to take a little journey, um, I'm going to be reading from John 19. I'm skipping around a lot, so you may not be able to follow, Ryan, because um, it, was, it was a lot. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, I'm just going to read. So John 19. The soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. They clothed him in purple robe and went up to him again and again, saying, Hell, King the Jews, and they slapped him in his face. As soon as the chief priest and their officials saw him, they shouted, Crucify! But Pilate answered, You take him and crucify him. As for me, I find no cause for a charge against him. The Jewish leaders insisted, We have a law. And according to the law, he must die because he claimed to be the son of God. Jesus answered, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. I'm jumping around. Carrying his own cross, he went out to the place of the skull. There they crucified him and with him two others one on each side, and Jesus in the middle. Early on the first day of the week, while it was dark, Mary of Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. I'm going to skip around a little bit. So we know the story of Jesus and his and him being crucified and him raising from the dead. So I have lots more to read, but I guess I'll just give you guys just a little brief, um, just sum it all up. So they went to the tomb looking for Jesus, but he was not there. All they found was his linens, what they had buried in, what they had buried him in. They still did not understand from the scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. So, if we look at the definition of purpose, the definition of purpose is the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists, or the reason for which something exists or is done, made, or used. 
We were created to worship and to serve God. It's through the worship and our submission to God that we get to do what God has called us to do on the earth, that God reveals to us what it is we have been called to do on this earth. It's through our worship and spending time with God that he reveals who we are and what we've been placed on this earth to do. I think we get so caught up in the word purpose that we forget the made, we forget exactly why we're here. And it's not so much about doing as it is dying. And that's a hard and heavy thing. And the reason why I chose this passage of scripture is to illustrate that before we know Jesus to, he performed many miracles, gave sight to the blind and he did so many awesome and wonderful things. But what we are really thankful for is the fact that he died for us. He died for us. He gave up his life. And for him to carry such a heavy burden, of course, he had to spend time in the presence of God. And it was through God that it was revealed his purpose and what he was placed on this earth to do. So what did I get from this? I got that when we begin to die, when we begin to die, when we begin to die and when we spend time with God, God begins to gut us out. All of who we think we are, all of who we think we're not, all of the confusion about should I be doing this and should I be teaching or should I be a musician or all of the things that we think that God wants us to do to be glorified, that's not what he wants from us. He wants us in his presence and it's out of his presence, it's out of spending time with him that our purpose is revealed. So it's not the, the purpose isn't the most important thing. It's the presence that's the most important thing. Because out of presence, visions are birthed. It's out of presence we receive direction. You can't receive purpose without presence. If we don't spend time in the presence of God, we wonder about our purpose. God isn't concerned about what we can do for him, but he's concerned about how we spend our time with him. So, just a little teaching point, because this is kind of how I think. My teaching point for today is to understand that my purpose isn't about what I do for Christ, but how I die for Christ. As I mentioned, out of prayer and communion with God, he reveals our assignment. And that's what we should be chasing after. Our assignment on this earth so that he may be glorified. 
During your intimate time with God, as I already said, he reveals our assignment on this earth. I think the word purpose, it kind of trips us up sometimes. But if we stop thinking about purpose and start thinking about assignment, you can... <laughs> Vernell and I was talking about this. I don't want to... I don't want to get it wrong, but when we say, what's my assignment? It's still pointing you to you. But when you say, God, reveal, when you say, what's my purpose? It's pointing back to you. But when you say, God, reveal your assignment for me, it's different. It's asking God to show you what it is he wants you to do on this earth. If we look at John 38, it says, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Jesus spent time with the Father, and in during this, and during this time, he understood that he would die for humanity. If we keep the scripture in mind, we'll do less of what we want to do, and more of what the Father desires for us to do. Romans 5 and 8. But God demonstrated his own love towards us. And in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. It's not about our righteousness or the works that makes us a usable vessel. Because Jesus died for our sins. So it's not about what we can do for God. But it's about how we can die to ourselves. That's a hard thing to do. We have our own goals. We have our own visions. But do they line up to, to what God has called us to do? And I think we get burdened by this world when we try to take on things that God has not called us to do. That's where the burden comes, and that's where the uncertainty comes, and that's where the insecurity comes, and all that baggage when we try to put on things that God did not call us to do. Purpose is walking with God and carrying whatever assignment he's given to you. So it's not the assignment that validates your purpose, but it's your purpose that validates the assignment. Today, many people search for their purpose. You see people searching and seeking through relationships and marriage and their jobs and their gifts and their talents. However, anything void of Christ is illegitimate. To accept Christ, we must, com to accept Christ, we must commit our lifestyles. And Prophet has talked about that. To live and die for Christ should truly be our God-given purpose. Is God pleased with me? Is he pleased with what I'm doing? So many people have taken on depression because we don't feel significant, because they believe that they have not found their purpose in life. 
But if we move away from what we do for the world and focus on the creator of the world and the God that is in us, depression and all those demonic strongholds has to go. So if we build our identity on Christ and not on what we can do for the world, then we won't take on all those heavy burdens that don't belong to us. Because it is through Christ that strengthens us, that gives us the power to win. He gives us the power to be victorious. But if we try to win outside of Christ, you take on the heavy burden. I remember before I got married, I was on this quest in this great journey and discovery. I wanted to find out what was my purpose. I was so unsettled and I felt completely uneasy. And there was an emptiness um, that I couldn't quite articulate. And I remember one day saying to myself, you know what? I am going to serve God wholeheartedly. And I talked a little bit about this at the um, women's conference. And it's when we say wholeheartedly, sometimes we can say, yes, Lord, I love you. I want to serve you. And we give him that lip service. But and then our, our hearts and our actions are so far from that. We do things that are opposite of that. All while we're saying, oh, Lord, I want to serve you. Oh, Lord, I want to do your will. But nothing that we're doing lines up with our words. Thank you. Um, Jesus clearly said, greater works shall you do. He didn't even consider all, like I spoke about, that he had done on this earth. That wasn't even his measuring stick. He literally told us that greater works shall you do. He died for humanity. And he's still telling, he gave sight to the blind. He raised the dead. And he's still telling us greater works shall you do. So what does that command us to do? It commands us to do greater. But Jesus was the ultimate example. And if we follow his example, what did he do? He died daily. He died daily. He had his mountain experiences where he was asking, even on the cross, when he questioned what he was doing, but he continued to die. And that is what I'm learning in this season. Through hurt. Through frustration, we've got to continue to die. We've got to continue to die. We've got to continue to die. When we can't see our way out, when we look, when we've heard the promises of God, and then our circumstances look so much different than what we've heard from God, we've got to continue to trust. We've got to continue to die daily. Jesus. So while he performed miracles, he always pointed back to the Father. It was never about him. It was always so that the Father could be glorified. I want God to be glorified in my life. It's not about me. It's not about pastors. It's not about the leadership. But God has equipped 
each and every one of us. We all have a word in our mouth. And if we continue to point people back to the Father, that is our purpose. That is our purpose in everything that you do, in education, in the medical field, in whatever it is that you're doing, in music, whatever it is that you are doing in the marketplace, as long as you are pointing people back to the Father, He is being glorified. You are walking in your purpose. Jesus. Jesus. His ultimate mission, the reason He was sent to this earth, is so that he could die for us, that we would have access to the throne, that we would have access to everlasting life. God is saying, regardless of your situation, get up from that dark place. I talked about the connection, well, my connection in reading John 19 and 20 was, he got up from the grave. That dark place that you're in, he got up from that dark place. That all the people, they went, his mother went back to the grave expecting him to be in that dark place. And he wasn't there. People are looking for you to be in that dark place. But guess what? They're going to look for you and you're not going to be there. Jesus. Because of your purpose. His purpose was to die and to rise again. We don't talk about the resurrection of Christ. That was his purpose. People have considered your destiny finished. When they crucified Jesus, they thought it was over. They thought it was over. They thought it was done. When your name was slandered, they thought it was over. Jesus. But you've got to die to live again. You've got to die to live again. As long as as long as it is the will of God to be completed in your life, you will get up. Death cannot hold you down. Darkness cannot hold you down. Depression cannot hold you down. Anxiety cannot hold you down. Poverty cannot hold you down. Jesus. You're dying to yourself and finding yourself in Christ is your ultimate purpose. Everything else will follow out of that and it'll flow. We know all about the miracles, signs and wonders performed. But again, his greatest work was laying down his life. It doesn't matter what you do, how much money you make, your greatest work will be laying down your life. 
giving up your life, giving up your will for the will of God to be present. That is the greatest thing that you can do on this earth. Jesus. When we really begin to pick up our cross and walk, this is the ultimate service unto God. God doesn't care about who we think we are, how established we think we are, how educated we think we are. God wants to know, do you love me? Are you willing to give it up for me? Do you love me? Do you love me enough to give up your will so that my will can be done in your life? Do you love me? Jesus. Dying for God is wrapped up in the way we treat one another. Are we willing to forgive? Are we willing to forgive? Are we willing to love in spite of? That's the dying. That's the dying. Are we willing to love in spite of? Are we willing to give up our right to be right in spite of? Oh, Jesus. We know that the purpose of Jesus was to save the world. It was through, even through him being crucified, he was able to forgive. Isn't that amazing? That the very same people that killed him and these people were throwing stone, crucify him, all those wonderful things that he had done. <laughs> all those wonderful things that he had done on the earth for the very same people. They said crucify him, but he knew that his purpose was greater. He knew that his purpose was greater. Jesus. So what am I saying? So I had four key points to purpose. So, of course, dying to self. When we literally die to ourselves, we say to God, not my will, but your will be done. Number one. Purpose is found in prayer. Out of prayer, God reveals his heart towards you. The reason in which you were placed on this earth. We can't tap into purpose without going before God. It's, we just can't. You can try, and then you'll continue chasing your tail and continue wandering, trying to figure out exactly what it is you were placed on this earth to do. Reading the word of God, it is through the word of God that God speaks. His word is life. In Psalms 119.105, it says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. God will provide a path in your season of darkness. Jesus. Number three, a forgiving heart. Jesus literally forgave those that crucified him at the cross. He said, it is finished. He had already forgiven them even before that. Number four, 
Your purpose is established on the earth when we simply surrender to God. The surrender is always to do exactly what it is God is instructing you to do. For many years, I thought that my purpose was wrapped in what I've been skilled to do. Skill is very different than purpose. You can be skilled to do something and doing it and not operating in your God-given purpose. And that is where the frustration comes. Because it's like, but God, I do this really well. But he's like, but that's not what I called you to do. That's not what I want you to do. And that's when we experience lots of frustration because we try to operate out of skill and not out of purpose, which we know that purpose is found in the face of God. It's easy to operate out of skill because there's no real tarrying, or I don't want to say tarry because that's old school, but there's no real time being spent with God when you're skilled to do something, right? It's easy. It's natural. We can get up. We can do this. I can. It's easy, right? Jesus, I feel the Holy Spirit. I do. It was because of his love that he was able to fulfill his purpose, because of his love for the earth, which causes me to believe that God will give you, even when it's something that you're like, but God, this is not, I don't see myself. This is not where I see myself. God will give you a supernatural love and passion for his will. Not your purpose, but for his will. He'll give you a supernatural love and fire for, to do some of the things that you may not even necessarily be passionate about, but he needs you there for whatever reason. How many times do we find ourselves in places and we're like, but God, I didn't, this is not where I want to be. And God is like, but this is where I need you to be. So his need for us should supersede our heart's desires and what we want. And in closing, I just want you, as the week goes by, just begin to revisit and just begin to ask God in your secret time and during your time of, of intimacy with God, like, Lord, what, it, what is it? Father God, how, how can you be glorified out of my life? And that has been my prayer. I don't want to just do things just for doing them sake. There are things that we'll naturally enjoy doing. And God says that he'll give us the desires of our hearts. So he'll allow us to do things that we're just passionate about. But at the end of the day, I don't want just what I'm, I want God's will to be done in my life. The people that I interact with on my job, the people that I interact with on my commute to work or my commute picking up my daughter, we have to, it's those still, those, those places where we can really begin to 
spend time, not those places, but in your secret place where you begin to really spend time with God and you begin to ask him like, Lord, what is it that you would have me to do in this season? What is it, Father God, that you would have me to do to bring, to bring glory to your name? to draw people to you, the Father, not to me, Father God, but you, God, you be glorified out of my life. And this should be our prayer, that God, not my will be done, Father, but let your will be done. That even in the marketplace, Father God, let your will be done. Jesus. So purpose isn't wrapped up in who we think we are. But it's all about the Father and our submission to the Father. In our intimate time, during our intimate time, the Father will reveal his heart. And he'll reveal to us what it is that he would have us to do on this earth. And in that time, there will take a process of dying to ourselves, dying to who we think we are, but allowing God to be glorified out of our life. And we are great. We are great because we serve a mighty God. So I don't want to diminish our priesthood in him. But without him, we are nothing. So if we try to operate outside of him, it just works. It's just dead works. So my prayer is for myself and for us as a body that we will continue to die to ourselves and continue to pick up our cross and walk. And that walk, that walk is uncomfortable. That walk is very uncomfortable sometimes. But the joy of it is knowing that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And when you are ordered by the Lord and when you are walking in destiny and in purpose, even when you're carrying your cross, and even if it's unto death, your steps are ordered. And God will be glorified out of your life. And he'll get the glory out of your life. This concludes another life-changing teaching from Hungry for God Church. For social media updates and more teachings from our pastors and leaders, please visit our site, h4gchurch.com.